0: Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to his anointed Cyrus, whose right hand I grasp subduing nations before him, and making kings run in his service, opening doors before him and leaving the gates unbarred. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen one, I have called you by your name, giving you a title, though you knew me not. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no other God beside me. It is I who arm you, though you know me not. So that toward the rising and the setting of the sun, People may know that there is none beside me. I am the Lord. There is no other. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Give the Lord glory and honor.
0: Give the Lord glory and honor.
1: Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all you lands. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples, his wondrous deeds.
0: Give the Lord glory and honor.
1: For great is the Lord and highly to be praised. Awesome is he beyond all gods. For all the gods of the nations are things of naught, but the Lord made the heavens.
0: Give the Lord glory and honor.
1: Give to the Lord, you families of nations, give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring gifts. And enter his courts.
0: Give the Lord glory and honor.
1: Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, The Lord is king. He governs the peoples with equity.
0: Give the Lord glory and honor. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians In God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, remembering you in our prayers, unceasingly calling to mind your work of faith and labor of love and endurance and hope of our Lord Jesus Christ before our God and Father, knowing brothers and sisters loved by God how you were chosen. For our gospel did not come to you in word alone, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with much conviction. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew.
0: Glory to you, O Lord.
1: The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent their disciples to him with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man. (laughs) and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us, then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. Then they handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that he said to them, Then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time, I did want to point out two feast days that are well worth our prayer and attention this week. Uh, October 22nd, the feast day of John Paul II. What an amazing, amazing leader and pope and servant of the servants of God that he was. And
1: beloved to so many people across the cross.
0: Oh, amen to that. And then the 24th of this month is St. Raphael the Archangel. And oh. how we really need our archangels and, and all of our guardian angels you mentioned earlier in the month, how we need them for our, for our protection, our spiritual protection. Yes. Yeah. Well, this reading today in Isaiah, I think is a really cool prophecy. So let me state, set the stage first here with Isaiah. So Isaiah was born about 765 BC. Uh, he prophesied starting about 740 BC, and then he died in 701 BC. Okay, so that's that's an important date right there. Well, in this reading, Isaiah calls out Cyrus by name. He calls him anointed and anointed means Messiah, right? So he's actually the only non-Jew who God gave this title uh, to and, and unknowing Cyrus. We're going to talk about that in a second. also actually in the previous chapter, Isaiah 44, Isaiah called Cyrus shepherd. And that was in Isaiah forty-four twenty-eight. So, and he did all of this in this prophecy about 160 years before the prophecy came true. So this is really cool. He actually called him by name 160 years before the prophecy. So as part of the history of this reading, in 587 BC, Jerusalem was destroyed and sent into the Babylonian exile. Right. 539, Cyrus, who we read about today from Persia, defeats the Babylonians And then in 537, the Jews are allowed to return to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And that comes from uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 36, where he says, thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord, the God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among you, all of his people, may the Lord, his God be with him and let him go up. So what a wonderful, you know, re- you know all of the, the rebuilding of the temple that happens at that, uh, at that time. So Cyrus is a pagan and a Persian, but yet God called him to liberate Israel. And I want to hit on these notes about how you knew me not. It says that multiple times. So listen to this then. God liberated Israel through the unknowing pagan Cyrus So Israel gets liberated, but then God liberates the world through an unknowing Israel by bringing us Jesus Christ. So by doing this, God really displays his supremacy and lordship over all of history. And that's just part of that beautiful nugget, I think, which is in this first reading today.
1: Yeah, that really was. The the amazing thing about this is, like you said, that Cyrus had no idea. Wasn't that... Cyrus decided to follow God. It was that God had this plan on how He would use Cyrus, completely un- unbeknownst to him. I mean, yes, so it exactly. A, it wasn't a choice that Cyrus made so much as it was a decision that God had already made so right. far in advance. Just, it's mind blowing, it, isn't it? And yeah. I think
0: that really points to a good way on, on how we, you know, interact with people in our society today. Because of course we live in a very pagan society today, and and you know just that respect and love due to all people, and then we don't know how God is using. The pagan the person who doesn't love christ yet right we right. don't know how that's how that that tapestry is being woven together and how important it is to to treat all people as christ would treat and even though that's difficult sometimes <laughs> but that's still, that's still our goal
1: good point yeah. yeah
0: well in our second reading today this comes from uh one thessalonians uh this is actually some of uh, paul's earliest letters that have come down to us roughly around a.d 50 51 And we're going to read from 1 Thessalonians for the next five Sundays. So if you get a chance to be able to read all of 1 Thessalonians, you'll get a great feel for what's coming up in the next month. And I really wanted to kind of, I guess, highlight three things that really are three expressions that really hit me this time. Talked about the work of faith, the labor of love, and the endurance and hope. So therefore, we have the faith. Hope and love, these theological virtues that are so important to guide our lives, but they're interwoven with work, labor, And endurance.
1: Ah, beautiful. And you know, these words from St. Paul, they are just so deeply inspirational. He just hits it right in the bullseye. He says, he tells us that the gospel is more than just words, that it's the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God that compels the human heart to faithfully love and labor to spread the gospel.
0: And that again ties back to those beautiful theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. Exactly. Well, moving on to the gospel today, we have some great intrigue going on today because this is a story about the Pharisees, stories about the Herodians, and a question. Well, actually, they were trying to entrap them, so maybe (laughs) it wasn't much of a question. But this is the interesting thing. The Pharisees and the Herodians, they were not friends, right? They had opposite political views, especially the Herodians, because they were friends of Herod. So enemies banded together to trap Jesus. You might have heard that term, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes, okay, exactly. I, think that's, I think that's what we have <laughs> I think going on right now. There, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so they had this trap. Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Well, if he opposed that, if he said no, then the Herodians would charge Jesus with treason for instigating a tax revolt. If they were in faith, if he said, I'm in favor of this, the Pharisees would charge Jesus with being unfaithful to Judaism, which would be blasphemy. Boy, they've got him now, don't they? They thought they, <laughs> they did. They thought they did. And then Jesus comes back and says, repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. And I think that really what he's talking about here is both a respect for both civil law and divine law and of course the order and priority of those two okay with civil law i think we do have a responsibility to pay taxes for roads and military and these other things you know the government i believe should exist for two main purposes one is the protection of the peoples and the second is promotion of society but then you become to the the higher priority which is to pay to god what is god's we owe god our worship our adoration and submission to his word. And that always takes priority over everything.
1: And that's exactly where Jesus went with this. You know, he took this and he turned it just in a Jesus-like way. He turned it into a teachable moment when he said, give to God what is God's. He was explaining, like you said, that we had a duty much more important than paying taxes. We have a duty to God. Now, in Genesis, we hear that God created us in his own image and likeness and just as the coin was bearing the likeness of caesar and that coin belongs to caesar so just like this the, those of us we because we were made in the image and likeness of god we bear his image we belong to god and you know kevin there's a saying and it says life is god's gift to us what we do with our life is our gift to god amen amen
0: You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I-Radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend.